Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. And let me say before we start, happy Valentine's Day. I know it's not till tomorrow, but we won't be on tomorrow, so I'm telling you today. But, uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you, uh, hope it's good. But back to, uh, you know, our regular scheduled program. We have our weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1957, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference organized a New Orleans meeting with Martin Luther King Jr. as their president. That, uh, so that was the kicker. Kick things off, man. Lots of, uh, lots of happened, lots of things have happened since then, and definitely, uh, definitely a good thing to remember. But, on to the news. First, Herschel Walker dropped a new campaign ad amid his run for Senate. The ad for the Trump-endorsed candidate was released on Tuesday by the Super PAC called uh, 34N22. A spokesperson from the PAC said the ad is meant to get Herschel across the finish line, especially with independent voters. It pays homage to his football jersey number. The ad also reflects on Walker's roots. Uh, You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Meanwhile, according to the latest polls, Walker is leading the primary race in a landslide. Next, the CDC doubled down on its mask guidelines as several Democrat-run states ease mask mandates. On Tuesday, the Public Health Agency Director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, suggested it's too early to pull down the masks despite admitting the pandemic has become an epidemic, or endemic, sorry, endemic. Uh, Blue states, such as California and New Jersey, will be easing indoor mask mandates except for students in K-12 schools. Dr. Walensky, however, warned now is not the time for governors to lower their guard and return to normalcy. And now might be... And now might be the time to say, don't necessarily go to the movies without your mask on, or don't necessarily gather in big parties in this moment. And that will be a lot of the work that we have ahead as we work come out of this crisis time, stated the CDC director. Dr. Walensky made these remarks despite changing the CDC's masking guidelines to favor N95 and KN95 masks over other types last month. Meanwhile, a recent Mammoth, uh, Mon- Monmouth, M-O-N-M-O-U-T-H, University poll found around 70% of respondents said they would learn to live with COVID and return to a normal life. Next, the House passed a stopgap uh, bill to avoid a government shutdown. The measure passed 272 to 162 on Tuesday extending federal government funding amid negotiations over a more long-term package. This gives Congress an extra three weeks to finalize a funding deal for the fiscal year. The resolution now goes to the Senate, where the chamber will need to act quickly before the last resolution's funding runs out later this month. This is the third time Congress has passed the short-term spending bill to keep the federal government running since October. Next. GOP senators grilled Joe Biden's pick to lead the State Department's efforts to combat anti-Semitism. On Tuesday, Special Envoy and Monitor and Combat Anti-Semitism nominee Deborah uh, Lipstadt 
testified in front of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. During her testimony, she called herself an equal opportunity foe of anti-Semitism and claimed that there is an increase in hatred for Jews in the world. Jew hatred can be found across the entire political spectrum, she stated. One finds it among Christians, Muslims, atheists, and sadly, even a handful of Jews. One finds it in Europe, the Middle East, Latin America, and even in countries with no Jews. I am an equal opportunity foe to anti-Semitism. Unless one is willing to fight Jew hatred wherever one finds it, one should not be a nominee for this position. During the hearing, Senator Ron Johnson uh, confronted Lipstadt about her, uh, about her accusing him of being a white supremacist in a Twitter post made last March. The nominee apologized for her accusations after being called a malicious person by the senator. It was not it was not nuance. I would not do It was not nuance. I would not do diplomacy by tweet, Lipstadt explained. While I may disagree with your position, what you said specifically, and I think that's a legitimate difference, I certainly did not mean it. And I'm sorry if it was taken, and I'm sorry if I made it in the way that it could be assumed to be a political and the personal personality. Or political at the personal personality. Uh, Senator Johnson condemned her further after accepting the apology. But I think somebody that has had a 30-year professional career ought to know better, said the lawmaker. And when you're being nominated and considered for confirmation to a position in diplomacy representing the United States, I can't, I certainly cannot support your nomination. I hope my other colleagues won't either. You're just simply not qualified for it, but I wish you the best in life and I do accept your apology. There's still no word on if Lipstadt will be confirmed by the Senate. Next. Turmoil within the White House has continued to draw scrutiny. Despite Joe Biden's earlier calls to fire anyone who treats colleagues poorly, the White House staffers have continued to come forward with report of toxic work environments. On Monday, Biden's top science advisor, Eric Lander, resigned after an internal White House investigation found out he had been bullying and treating colleagues with disrespect. This came after a handful of staff members for Vice President Kamala Harris have resigned with Harris's speech. Uh, her speechwriter becoming the eighth staffer to leave. Aides and administration officials have long complained Harris Harris's office is not a healthy environment, and it, it and that it's abusive. However, the White House poor however the White House's poor treatment of people extends past their own staff. Can't talk today. Sorry. Recently, Biden was caught cussing out a reporter during an event while on. A hot mic. As more people turn to walk out the door, the next question that arises is, will more follow? It seems Biden's no tolerance towards disrespect isn't entirely true. Next, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is blaming the spike in car robberies in the city on remote learning. During a recent press briefing, the mayor argued the increase in vehicle uh, thefts in 2020 was linked to students being kept away from classrooms. Lightfoot suggested many of the kids who had no prior involvement in the criminal justice system were partly driven to commit crime by pure boredom. Her remarks came after Chicago authorities reported more than 1,400 carjackings in each of the past two years, which is a significant increase 
from just over 600 in 2019. A strong uh, strong recidivism strategy is really the next level of this, said uh, David Brown of the Chicago Police Department. How do we get, which is half of the number, are young people away from this type of behavior when they are arrested multiple times? The Chicago Teachers Union was outraged with the mayor's remarks in, and is demanding Lightfoot apologize to students, adding she has no evidence to back her claims. The union went on to call the mayor's claim intellectually unsound and politically venal. Uh, in the meantime, Chicago police announced initiatives to expand the vehicular hijacking task force and install more police observation devices uh, as well as listen, license plate readers across the city in hopes to, of preventing the... Next. Victims and survivors of last month's deadly Bronx apartment blaze filed multiple lawsuits against the building's owners. Attorney Benjamin Crump filed five lawsuits on behalf of victims and survivors of the last month's deadly fire rise uh, in, the fa- in that claimed the lives of 17 people, including eight children. The civil rights attorney alleges several safety violations throughout the Bronx apartment building resulted in the wrongful deaths. You all will see all the violations, the code violations, that were not followed, and the reason we have the safety rules is because it is foreseeable that if we don't follow the safety rules, people die. Trump stated, uh, People like our two-year-old client, our three-year-old client, the fact that windows couldn't open up and the smoke couldn't escape, there were no proper egress in the building where people can escape. This comes just a week after officials determined the January 9th uh, 9th blaze erupted from a faulty electric space heater. While the damage to the building was not extensive, the thick smoke trapped and killed residents attempting to flee. Bronx Park Phase 3 Preservation, the Bronx Phase 3 Housing Company, and others were named as defendants. Monetary damages being sought have yet to be determined. However, when asked for an estimate amount, the attorney said all they are seeking is equal justice. Next, dozens of Republicans are calling on the White House to give Joe Biden a cognitive test. On Tuesday, 38 Republicans sent a letter to Biden to follow in 45th President Donald Trump's footsteps and take a neuropsychological test. There we go. The letter said they believe regardless of age, gender, or political party, all presidents should have to take a test to document and demonstrate sound mental abilities. Former White House Chief Medical Advisor Representative uh, Ronnie Jackson said Biden is not in his right mind to sit in the Oval Office. He insisted the test would reassure Americans their commander-in-chief is fit for making important decisions, especially when the country is at a tumultuous time. I was there for 14 years as a White House physician. I know exactly what it takes mentally and physically to do the job, Jackson stated. Uh, And I think that it's on full display for everyone in the country and everybody in the world to see right now that President Biden does not have the cognitive ability to do his job right now. The Texas lawmaker said Trump taking the test during his time in office set the precedent for its uh, necessity. 
He also recalled how the liberal media demanded the 45th president to take a cognitive test as part of his evaluation. Jackson continued, noting the nation can only assume the worst if Biden doesn't submit to the same standards his own party demanded of the previous administration. This is an important job, you know. This is uh, this country is in crisis right now internationally, domestically, said the lawmaker. We have this issue going on with Russia. We have China coming up. We have Iran. We have North Korea. We have all these issues. We've lost complete respect from our allies, and we've emboldened, emboldened our adversaries. Meanwhile, the letter claimed his recent physical exam failed to shed light on Biden's mental state. It cited examples of the 79-year-old's poor mental state, including frequently forgetting numbers and names of the states on the, campa on the campaign trail. A recent poll found 50% of registered voters agreed Biden is not in good health as the oldest person to serve as president. In conclusion, the letter read, in part, the American people should have absolute confidence in their president and deserve full transparency on the mental capabilities of their leader. Next, and finally, Texas gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke appears to be backpedaling on the stance he took regarding gun ownership during his 2022 or 2020 sorry uh, presidential campaign he told reporters this week that he isn't interested in taking guns from anyone and wants to protect the second amendment however o'rourke was pressed on his statements in the 2019 democrat presidential debate when he announced his intent to confiscate firearms saying hell yes we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. On top of that, he defended the stand that stands just last November. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. I want to make sure that we protect our fellow Texans far better than we're doing right now, claimed O'Rourke. And that we listen to law enforcement, which Greg Abbott refused to do when he turned his back, when he signed that permitless carry bill that endangers the lives of law enforcement. Law enforcement proponents of Governor Greg Abbott's constitutional carry law says it helps law-abiding citizens protect themselves. Gun rights advocates noted that the bottom line is good people are going to do the right thing and bad actors are going to do what they always do, regardless of the law. And that's all we have this week. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Sorry, I'm tripping up so much today i don't i don't know anyway be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date and follow us on twitter at capital s lowercase c m b a g capital n any and all profits including sponsor revenue and viewer donated revenue will be donated to the series fund network for disabled kids so if you do decide to donate to us you know where your money is going so until the next time america i've been your host jwr remember stay informed stay involved and keep America first.